pero fuerte. Uh, this is the smooth sounds of my voice. Mr. Give Your Girl Back. Complete hype, no silence, you already know. Whatever you guys do, don't expect any like loud Veronica outburst. Baby R, R baby. In living Spanglish. Welcome, welcome, ILS. Another episode, another week. Carmen Connell here. If you notice though, well, if you're not watching the video, you wouldn't notice right off the back. But it is just me this week. Uh, let's call this let's call this solo dolo part two. Uh, Veronica cannot be here at the moment. She's out doing her thing. Uh, but you know, definitely next week uh, she should be back, and we'll give you you know the normal two person show like we always do. But until then, uh, you got me. So uh, I'm gonna kick this off just kind of by give you an update what's going on. Uh, so still in the middle of spooky season. Uh, October, Halloween, fall, all that. Uh, yesterday I went to a, uh, a haunted house, which uh, I haven't done in a while. You know, it's, it's been a minute. I think the last time I went was like 2017, 18. Um, but for me though, haunted houses aren't really scary per se. Um, to me, I treat them like, uh, like a roller coaster, you know, something at a fair. Uh, they're just kind of thrills for me. You know, I, I get, I get laughs out of them, but there's not necessarily a, uh, a fearful, scary moment that comes out of them. I just like the uh, the thrill of it. Um, so I mean, that was cool though. You know, seeing all the props, seeing all the uh, the actors, and how they they get into it and stuff like that. To me, that that's the fun part. To me, that's what uh, uh, entertains me. Just to kind of see how people put on these uh, elaborate uh, props and scenarios to you know get a fright out of people. So I mean, that was cool. Um, besides that though, you know, nothing, not not too crazy going on. You know, just same old, same old, you know, just, you know, keeping on with the, uh, the day-to-day, uh, challenges of life, you know, whether it be small or big. So, uh, I think for the past couple of weeks, we, we, we've touched on like things that are kind of like semi-related, um, horror, things like that, because it's just me, it's a little bit, uh, I can't really interact as much, you know, obviously with Veronica and I being here, can't interact with my co-hosts like that. So I'm going to try to keep this more on as a, uh, I don't want to ramble, of course, but I do want something that it could be more expository, something I could just kind of just go off on and just kind of, you know, just get my two cents on it. So for me is, or what I want to talk about is, um, I'm going to keep, try to keep the show, the show relatively, uh, pretty short. So the first thing I want to touch on is a woman cannot fix you. Um, Right, about to get into a kind of like life relationship dynamics with uh between men and women. Probably not something you really expected uh, coming from me, but uh, you know, I just want to talk about it because I think it's something that doesn't really get talked about a lot, and I think it's something that a lot of men expect a lot of times, which is weird. And I say that because personally, I don't want to get too much into like my upbringing and stuff like that, but I don't think I would ever taught or exposed to a woman necessarily fixing you and when i say fixing you i think 
men a lot of times get 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 uh, stuck in this in their ways where they're doing this, they're out there, they're they're chasing tail, they're they're doing what they want, they're being reckless, but in their mind that it's, it's the moment that they find that right woman, that's when they're going to turn around for them. But until then, they have the almost the the right, or they feel they have the privilege to do what they want or to be as careless as they want because they haven't found that that person to set them straight. And I think you know that is very dangerous. You know, it, I think it takes a lot of uh, accountability from a man, uh, which I don't I don't necessarily understand. Uh, you know, I was always taught to you know handle your own. You know. It, it nobody has to be, especially you know once you reach adulthood, nobody should be out here having to uh, cater to you or have, having to put you straight for you to know right from wrong or how to treat somebody the way they should be treated. Um, there's no need to wait for that, you know, that fairy godmother kind of thing, you know, that that saving grace to to come towards you to uh, put you in a uh, in a better light. You know, like I said, it seems careless. You know, like why, why did it take, and you know, and, and the woman is just a, um, almost like a, the conduit for, for a lot of things. You know, anybody could be put into that, uh, into that, into that, uh, into those pivots, into that, into that box, you know, but more times than not, you see it happen a lot between men and women. You know, men feel that because they're, they haven't met that, that right person. You know, and I'm speaking in a very heteronormative way, but because the man hasn't met that right woman, they can't get right, which, you know, which is absolutely BS. Um, you know, men should be able to take accountability for their own, to set up themselves financially, to uh, get done the things that are necessary, you know, to be successful in their own way. You know, I don't want to see, I don't want to put that they should be successful by society's way because you know there's so there's already so many things that are messed up about that and like what society wants you to be and ultimately i think people should make the decision that they want but also just know that the, you, you can you can see somebody not doing well but you can tell they're happy right and you can tell that they're not affecting or hurting other people even though they may not be in the best position but you can also have somebody who's in a great position who's constantly hurting disrespecting doing all sorts of mess up stuff to other people and not being held accountable for their actions. So it's not so much that that person may not be doing all the way well, but they live by certain ethics and, and morals that kind of guide them. And, you know, because of that, they have people that love, love them and that they're surrounded by. Where if you have somebody who's uh just out there doing what they want and not really caring for how they're affecting the world or you know within with uh within um their perspective you know within their their city within their town wherever they may stay in uh that that's a lot of uh negative implications uh negative consequences um this uh woman in a lot of ways shouldn't be they shouldn't be this this antidote for why you can't get right you know i think it's a very weak way of looking at things and you know in the end and and for the women out there who find themselves in that position you know you shouldn't have to be uh upheld to do that you know it's very unfair to you and what you probably have um so aspirations goals dreams that you want to achieve but because 
you feel like the man you love is in this position and you're the only one that can save him out of this foxhole, you, you feel like you got to stick, uh, stick by him. You know, kind of the, the rotted die mentality. And it just, it turned into a completely unfair dynamic, you know. And of course, like the power dynamics there are completely uh, unbalanced. You know, the man is over here thinking that, oh, he's finally got the, uh, the right, right woman by his side. And now this is going to be it. This is going to be his time to, uh, to, to really make a difference. Meanwhile, you had already ran through all these chicks, had several, uh, children by these different women. Uh, and now you got this, like, messed up past and stuff like that, that, uh, just doesn't, that's still affecting you in the long run. That you didn't think will, will catch up to you. But you know, they always do. You know, somewhere or another thing, your, your, your wrongs eventually do catch up to you in some way. And, you know, that kind of goes full circle and starts affecting the current people in your life. Especially, uh, that woman that you said is, uh, the difference maker now. Just, uh, it's just not, the situation I don't think I ever want to find myself in, and I can't understand why people time and time again find themselves in it. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about working on yourself at the end of the day. There's no, there's no substitute for that, you know, because at, at, the, at the end of the day, uh, nobody's leaving this world with you. It's, it's just going to be you. And just try to really, I don't know. For me, it's tricky because I have a very high sense of individuality, right? There's nobody on this earth that can really guide me other than me, you know? So I guess I'm stuck and stubborn in a lot of ways, but I think, I don't know, it's, it's gotten me through to this point so far. Like, relying on other people, it's not a bad thing, but just don't take advantage of the situation and that person's time and effort. Uh, I'm very reluctant to to ask people for help. I'm, I, even if we're the best of friends, man, I still feel bad a lot of times just asking somebody if they want to hang out because I really don't want to be, I feel, I feel like I'm kind of wasting their time. Not because I don't like them or, or don't value their friendship. It's just, I, I tend to put people's needs above my own. And I just think that, hey, they got, I'm, like, especially if they got children, like they got kids, stuff like that. Like, I feel like even reaching out could be a, um, a sign of, me not taking into account what they may have going on. So I kind of steer clear of a lot of people sometimes just because of uh, my way of thinking. And it may, you know, it may, it may be backwards to a lot of people. They may think like, oh, if you like somebody, if you have friends, why don't you reach out to them? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, I just kind of put their feelings above mine and what their current situation is. I don't really take into account what I may want sometimes. So there's that. But that's a little bit more about not me than anything else. Um, but getting back to the whole other thing, it's just like the fixing part. Just just feeling that a woman can can fix you of uh, your, I don't know, maybe you're not good with money. Maybe you have treated women bad in the past. Maybe you don't have a good relationship with your with your parents, uh, whatever it may be, that all those dilemmas and issues can now be resolved through this, uh, through this magical partner that you've come across. And in the beginning, it may be beautiful, you know? You, y'all may talk, think, talk about things that have happened in your past, and, you know, she may be on board. She'd be like, oh yeah, I got, you know, 
we could definitely talk about it. We could see, see things through. We can, uh, try to make a difference. Uh, but slowly but surely, a lot of times or not, we see that the man has not changed at all, you know? And he'll just keep coming back with the same, same old excuse, like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I think I'm really seeing a breakthrough, baby. Like, 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 this is, this is it. I think you're really, uh, starting to come around with your, with your lesson and stuff like that. Like, she's about to teach you something, right? It shouldn't be like that. It should be, um, a get give and take situation. You know, you, you give some game and knowledge, you give you some game and knowledge. It shouldn't just be one channel. It should be two channels back and forth. You know, she's constantly learning something from you and you're constantly learning something from her. Uh, there shouldn't be a, uh, it should be two way streak. It shouldn't be just a, uh, a, a endless pit of helpfulness, resources coming from her end and then a complete blank, a canvas on your end. Um, that's not how relationships should function. And most relationships like that don't even work more time than not, unless the woman's completely delusional. If you're like her man is, you know, the best thing since the last bread. Uh, and she just can't see behind her, her own, uh, uh, being so naive herself. Uh, so we gotta do better. I think, you know, better as men being able to, uh, to really be held accountable for what we, a lot of times do to ourselves and, you know, and, and go seek the, the appropriate, uh, sources, man, whether that be counseling, whether that be talking to like your friends, um, anybody, anybody that can help you start to get in that, uh, that right mindset that nobody's going to fix you except you. And, you know, and, and saying that, you know, fixing you a lot of time could, could be a little bit brutal just because I think we tend to be harsh on ourselves or like what we need fixing on. Uh, but a lot of time it does come down to that. You know, we, we've dealt such a heavy blow to ourselves that the only thing to do at that point is repair. You know, it's not about tweaking stuff anymore. It's about full on repair, you know, just like, th- just like what we do to a, uh, to an automobile. You know, it's kind of a, it's just, it's beyond a fender bender, so to speak. You know, it's a, it's a full body collision. So, you know, you got to really get that thing in the shop and, you know, start doing your thing. All right, so that's that. So the next thing I want to talk about briefly is kind of on the same themes of relationships is, I kind of wrote this down here, so I want to forget. Uh, let me backtrack a little bit. So I was watching the, the newest Breakfast Club interview with, uh, with Freddie Gibbs, um, and he, I think, was on the topic briefly about how he really values uh, his current relationship. Uh, I think he's with, I'm not sure if she's a model or, or whatever, but I think her, her Instagram handle, social media handle is a fit mommy. And uh, I don't know if you follow Freddie Gibbs, you've, I think you've probably seen her. She has like a bald head and I think she's white. She may be Latina. I don't know. I haven't really looked into her that much, but he said something that kind of like, like, like kind of like made me, do like a double take where you said relationship with a friendship that you, that you nurture. And I think I'm thinking, cause I feel like I've heard this before from, uh, from other people. And when I think about it, I think a lot of times people tend to believe that they fell in love with their best friend. Uh, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. 
I, I think a lot, for me personally, I think a, a lot more times than not, I think you became friends with the person you were sleeping with, right? So you find somebody, y'all started hooking up, you start doing whatever. And it was, it was strictly that, but eventually, obviously, especially if you all have like a good, good bond and stuff like that, y'all developed a level of friendship that then became a relationship and then kids, marriage, you know, however you decide to, uh, to form that relationship and how you, uh, maneuver it. Uh, so, uh, so a relationship is a friendship you nurture. Uh, and, you know, I think there's some validity to that. I think, I think with a, especially relationships that are successful. Yeah. I think to have that friendship level or that friendship core within that relationship is, is, is vital and it's key. You know, you, you can't just start off. Well, let me say you just can't. I think you can start off a relationship with somebody with it just being that, you know, a relationship that is more romantic based, uh, more sexually based than anything else. And then a friendship bloom out of that. But I, but I think a lot of people would like to think that they're in the friend stage of things way before they get into the relationship stage of things. But for some people, it kind of, it kind of happens, um, backwards or sideways, however you want to state it. You tend to not, not follow the conventional means of a, of a relationship. And some people are very quick to, uh, to just get, get right to it. And depending on who you are, that could work. That could work for you. Maybe, maybe having that core relationship does lead to a stronger friendship in the end. Uh, but for some, it may not be the same case. You know, you may need that, that solid foundation of a friendship to really understand what is the differences, the likes, the dislikes, the communication, the speech, the way y'all talk to each other, the way y'all interact when y'all at home, the way you interact while y'all are out, uh, out in public. And this is way before you even get to a, uh, uh, a more romantic situation, you know, like how does all this work out when you're just platonic? And, you know, a lot of time when you're just platonic, it, it is less, less is on the, less is on the line. You know, there, there's less at stake because you feel like you could be more open. You could be more carefree <clears throat> because there's somebody that while you may have interest of, of them and it may have interest as you, it, it's not blatant and there's nothing that is really on the line, you know, unless one person doesn't feel the same about the other and, and they don't reciprocate that, that feeling. Then obviously you have that, you know, you find yourself in a situation where y'all are friends. One wants to ask the other out, but you're afraid that out of you asking that person out, it may lead to drastic changes in that relationship. If the person does not feel the same way. Uh, so so while relationship is a friendship you need to nurture, I think that friendship deserves its own special level of nurture from the very get-go. Uh, it, it should be something that is that is valued, that is communicated thoroughly through the uh, through other parties involved. Uh, so yeah, that's about it on that. And then lastly, I told you I was going to keep this a very short show. Uh, I just want to give my uh, my good looking out for the week. Um, so this is a show that's been on my list for, for a little bit now.
And uh, it stars uh, Nathan Fielder. Um, he's a comedian. I think he's Canadian as well. Uh, I haven't, I'm, I've seen him plenty of times before, but I'm, I haven't really watched too much of his material. I think he had like another show on HBO, which is where this new show can be found. And uh, this new show, I think he came out like maybe over the summer. And uh, it, lo- it looked very interesting from the trailer. That's why, and that's why it caught my eye. But I just haven't watched it myself. Um, and it's called The uh, the Rehearsal. And like, like I said, the trailer got me because essentially what it is is that he's trying to help people confront certain situations and how they can possibly turn out by essentially staging a rehearsal of that situation and and having the uh, the client like the person practice way before the uh, the actual event ever happens so i watched episode 1 and not to spoil anything if you want to watch the show but he finds uh, the guy who needs help the guy explains the situation and he essentially recreates from like him walking into the guy that he's helping's house, like he kind of like throw them off by because he told him like, yeah, I, was, uh, I had some people come over here a few weeks ago, and they took like a digital scan of your house just so I could recreate that on like a soundstage, and he he made like an exact model of his house, and then he would practice with a actor that looked like the guy he's helping, uh, Nathan Fielder is. Uh, and then kind of started practicing like his lines of like how the first interaction between himself and the client would go. And they kind of do like side by side and they show like this, like, it's insane. Like, could you imagine if somebody that you never met before, like was going to come over to talk to you about something, but they had already kind of known about your life and they decided to like rehearse that over and over and over. So, yeah, so essentially, it's, it's, that's what he does. So then the, the client kind of explains the situation. And then he kind of tells them, that, hey, I'm going to talk to this person. We're going to meet at this place. We're going to do this. And then eventually, we're going to talk about the situation at hand. And so, in this particular first episode, he kind of like builds the location of where they're going to meet, which is like at a bar. And they're playing trivia, just like trivia night or something like that. And he kind of goes through with the guy, like how he's going to talk to his friend about the uh, the issue at hand. And it's, it's insane because it's like you have to find out information about the uh, the person that that client is going to talk to, how how they normally react to things, um, how they how they dress. And, and it's literally like a like a like a like 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 the show says a rehearsal, you know, step by step. You're going to be rehearsing your line to see what you're going to say to that person when you when you meet him and it's such an interesting uh concept because i'm like man what if you really had the chance to like rehearse with i mean people do this like don't get me wrong people especially like when it comes to like dates or just meeting new people people do rehearse you know you're talking to over the mirror but to go to the length that this show does for like entertainment is it's insane to like think that somebody made a layout of like a I don't know, let's say you're going to go out with a girl and y'all are going to meet at the movie theater and somebody said like, okay, we're going to make a, on a soundstage, we're going to make a giant, giant prop building of the movie theater, of the actual theater going inside the room 
sitting at these exact locations uh, and like forming every single piece of scenario and what could go wrong and what could go right. And then if they say this, you lead into this. And, and like how, and like really, really, uh, sticking to it, not trying to deviate from the plan. And then if they react this way, this is what you're going to do. If it's negative, this is what you're going to do. If it's positive, this is what you're going to do. And then the aftermath of it, uh, it's, it's, it's insane to, to go to this level of detail and rehearse how a situation could go down for somebody. Uh, I've, uh, it's kind of genius, man, when I think about it. Like, as far as like TV, and like the conce- the conception of it, I mean, I, I love it. Uh, I think there's only six episodes. I've only seen the first one, and I'm, I'm definitely gonna burn through the uh, the other ones when I can. But it's a uh, it's definitely worth worth watching. If you have HBO Max, you can watch it on there. It's called The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder, and it is a uh, yes trip. So definitely, everybody go uh, go check it out if you have a chance to. And that is all I have for today. Appreciate everybody listening, everybody watching. Uh, I'll try to have this up as soon as possible, of course. Uh, follow us on all the socials in Limit Spanglish Pod on Twitter, Facebook, in um, Spanglish on YouTube, uh, Velofuerte underscore on social media, Mexican underscore Natsu on all social medias. And yeah, just uh, appreciate everybody sticking around. Uh, and I'll, you know, make sure to catch you all next time. All right.